0: God is always at work amen he's always up to something for our interests his interest is you his interest is that you become what he was designing you in the womb to become and we know that story from from Jeremiah we're not going that's not our text this is leading up to it When the disciples were walking with Jesus literally on the earth, they really weren't catching it fully until the Lord was taken. And then he came back and he confirmed that he was alive, remember? And then he confirmed to them his word again over and over and over again. The disciples were convinced that they waited 120 days till they received the power of the Holy Spirit. Not Not 120, but 10 days. 10 days. I was just testing you. Nobody said anything like, ooh. 10 days, 120 were gathered until they received the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have a clue what was going to happen. Well, you know the story as a mighty rushing wind entered into the room And they all spoke in another language as The Spirit gave them the utterance And so now we have that backdrop. We have that launching Pad so to speak that was like the rocket the power lifting the church off its feet and sending them out to proclaim the gospel around the world And so we're kind of diving in Acts 4. I'm just kind of catching you up with the story. By now, Peter has has gotten bolder, if you can imagine Peter. And Peter denied the Lord, remember, before he had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Peter also, along with John, I'm getting up to chapter 4, so I'm going to help you catch up. Uh, With our story, Peter and John were going to the temple and it just didn't happen that they were going to the temple. But this was the hour of prayer. As they were going to the temple. And I don't know how many days the lame man had laid there. Finally, this day was the day that the lame man would receive his miracle. And you know that story. So now we have this experience, and now we get into chapter 4 and verse 13, and it reads this way. Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John, and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were marveling and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Something about that verse that I get excited about. I don't have to be educated. I don't have to necessarily have all the answers. I just need to know the one who does. Didn't, uh, or or should I ask, aren't you glad the the Lord made it simple for you and I to get into heaven? Whosoever believeth. Whosoever calleth upon my name. And there is no other name. We back up in, in, in the passage. There's no other name. Verse 12. And anyone else. Under the name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Friends, there's one thing that's very clear in scripture. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Jesus is the only way that leads us to salvation. Jesus, by his sacrifice, he has given us the uh, condition. He's made us right. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom, but because of Jesus, he makes us righteous. So I'm going to ask the question, in fact, this will be our title. Have you been with Jesus lately? Kind of a simple question, but it's profound when we think about it, because when I've been with Jesus, I will be changed for the better if I allow him to change me. If I will listen to his word and if I will learn from his walk and I will learn from his his life, I will begin to become more like Jesus. Jesus. What is the goal of the church? Uh, I think we might have a couple different answers. You know, Jesus said, go and make disciples, right? He said, go and make disciples. Preach, you know, uh, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But if we go back to the Old Testament, the number one command was this. Love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. When you begin to love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength, you begin to learn to know what it is that God wants of you. The fact of the matter is, God doesn't need our money. Right? He, he can create it, right? But he wants your heart. Because when he has your heart... You will have freedom with your finances. Isn't that awesome? We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Although we do. Come on. Come on. He says, do not worry in Matthew. Why? Because there's enough trouble in one day. You don't have to look for trouble. Trials. You don't have to look for stuff to go wrong. And I'm not saying we should live in a way we expect everything to go wrong. But it's almost like, don't be surprised, as soon as we step toward Jesus, that the enemy will try to hinder, try to somehow begin to steal away begin to try to pull you down again. But thank God. God is still working. If we fall, the psalmist said, you're not going to be hurled headlong. though The Lord has your hand. It's like this. The father is walking with his son. The son stumbles and trips. The father pulls him up again. And they go on. And they move forward. What was it about the confidence? I'm going to, I'm going to highlight that word, confidence. In New America's Standard, we read it, as they observed the confidence of Peter and John. What was it that made them so confident? I would, I would dare say it was the fact that Jesus baptized them in the Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus is the baptizer. The Holy Spirit, uh, he comes into us. and He comes, he wants that salvation. You, you receive the Holy Spirit. There's another dimension, another level called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where you actually overflow. You begin to be spilling over. You begin to become more empowered than you would ever thought you could be empowered. It's not you. It's the Lord in you. And so when we put, we put our confidence in the Lord, that's where our confidence comes. We, I can't be confident. In my, I, if I'm confident in myself, I begin to falter. I begin to, I begin to shrink back. How was it they had such a radical faith in the beginning in the new church? What was it about them that made them so radically confident that they would say in Jesus' name, walk? To a blind begging man. That that story is is a, is a beautiful in in chapter three. And did you know? If you read that story, this man was about forty years old. He'd been lame a long time, and the scripture says his his feet were was, his ankles were strengthened, and he he stood up. And began to walk. Something supernatural happened. I broke my ankle this winter, you know. And you don't just stand up after you've been sitting for weeks, unless the Lord really does a supernatural work. Well, this this story is is absolutely God. And the people were observing that Peter and John they weren't trained. Thank God, God uses people that are not necessarily trained. Hello? God can use you and I because we have Jesus. You have a testimony because Jesus came into your heart, and Jesus is going to walk in your life. Jesus is going to overflow. Jesus is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and continue to keep you filled as you seek him. I really, I really believe that there is a level of confidence. that is the Lord gets the glory, that there are humble people, that there are, are, are ordinary, common people, servants, so to speak, that's the greatest Jesus said it. You want to be great, you be a servant. You want to be great in the kingdom, you be a servant now. You learn to wash the disciples, wash each other's feet. You learn to uh, encourage each other. You learn to go beyond yourself, to do something else for someone else. The happiest people are serving people. They've learned the secret because this is what Jesus did when he was here on the earth. Are you with me? You You can serve the Lord. It starts in your home. It starts right with husband and wife, children and relationships. It starts with the simplest ways. In other words, we don't have to serve, we get to serve. What an honor to serve. We're serving not just someone, but we're serving the one and only one, the true God. Many people in our world get this confused. Oh, there's somehow, some way we'll make it to heaven. As long as you believe in something, but the Bible, it's true, there's only one name. Aren't you glad you found Jesus? Aren't you glad someone told you about Jesus? Aren't you glad someone lived in such a way that convinced you there is a real God? And our nation needs Real men and real women that hurt and are broken for the nation that will cry out. We heard the word, ask me for souls. Oh, let's not lose our fire. There was fire in this early church, let me tell you. There was such fire, they could not sit still. They were not afraid if their life was on the line, they were not afraid. In fact, the devil really thought he got them, and he began to persecute them and divide them up. Do you know what happened when the church spread out? It covered more ground. Amen? It covered more ground. Evangelization happened. Evangelization began to take place. The gospel was proclaimed in more than one place and so we 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 come down to this this confidence that the church had was because they learned it from jesus they saw jesus face to face now listen we may not have we may not see jesus face to face but we know he's there but why because the promise is this I will leave you because the Helper will come. The Holy Spirit's going to come and dwell in the church. He's going to flow through the church. Don't ever underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit working through His church, working through the believer. I I dare say that this nation is in fear of of God. The leaders uh, we hear with so much tension because the nations are in an uproar. Why is this happening? Because they're afraid of God, the Holy Spirit. They feel uncomfortable. They feel a resistance. They feel a conviction. Therefore, the church is making a difference. Let's not, let's not, we don't have to be angry about it. We don't have to be, uh, you know, mean about it. All we got to do is take our stand. And when Peter took his stand, you know what happened? We started in chapter 4 and we're going back a little bit. In chapter 2 of Acts. When they had heard verse 37. Uh, granted. There was some real rascals. In the religious world. In the religious arena. I say that because. They were bound by law. They were bound by rules. And they, were, they thought they were getting to God. By keeping the law. Well, when Peter preached about the crucifixion and he nailed some things down, he clarified some things. Verse 37 says, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brethren, what shall we do? See, some of them wanted to change some of them were broken. They were ready to receive. The ground was, was fertile. It was, it was ready to go. The seed was planted. And Peter said to them, repent. In other words, turn from your ways and turn to God. And each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It says, go on, we read on, for the promise is for you and your children, listen, and for all who are far off, that's us, as many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. Listen, God's heart is to save. God's heart is to restore, heal, Give life where there's death. Breathe life into, as he formed man out of dust. He breathed life. I think that's symbolic of the breath the Holy Spirit comes in. You you talk about living. The church is not alive until the Holy Spirit is given freedom. And Jesus is on the throne of every person's heart. Then the church has such liberty. Why, does the ch- why did the church have so much power? Because they were in prayer. They not only prayed one time. They not only received the Holy Spirit one time. You read on. You read on. The chapter 4, four chapter. You, you read on to the verse 31. When they had prayed. The place where they had prayed was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak the word of God with boldness. So, in other words, they need to be ref- refreshed. You know what we're like? We're like a battery who needs it, who needs an alternator. Amen. We're like a battery that goes dead if we don't get the charge going in our life. If we're not if we're not hooked up, if we're not abiding in the vine, if we're not connected. Friends, the way to do that is to take the Word of God and begin to just read it and chew on it. Pray the Word of God in your life. Claim it. Talk to the Lord about the promises. Claim them for your children. Hey, there's a good one. While your kids are... Some of you have kids that you tuck them in. You know, maybe you guys... Are past all that some of you guys are, you're on the other side but listen when you tuck them in you get to be God's blessing and pray when they're sleeping you can go by and just in Jesus name have a hold of their hearts get a hold of their lives Lord push back darkness keep them in the hour of temptation remember when Jesus prayed for disciples I don't pray you take them out of this world Lord I pray that you'll keep them in the hour of temptation you see, we don't need to be the church that runs and hides because of persecution. We just need to take our stand, and I will trust you no matter what. We're going to believe for God because such confidence. And secondly, I'm going to keep it all C, okay, so you can remember this. Confront it confronts. The gospel gives confidence. It also confronts, okay? When we hear the message, Jesus saves. When we hear the message, we must repent. There's a there's a battle that's going on right here and right in the mind. All of a sudden, Jesus is asking us something. Do we want to step towards him or do we say, uh-uh, and we become embittered and angry? And what's happening in our world, and you see it all around you, There is this battle that is taking place because the gospel is good news if we will surrender and believe him. But it's not so good news if we don't surrender. We have to change. What do you mean I have to give up to follow the Lord? Oh, I can't. Listen, I don't get bogged down in what you can't do anymore. It's. The other way around. This is what you get to do. Now that you're spirit filled, now that Jesus is in your life, you get to walk in the spirit you're not your own. You get to walk with a power that's not your own. You get to have wisdom that's not your own. You get to see things in the spirit that the natural man cannot see. You get to believe. For the miraculous The Psalmist says in the second psalm why are the nations in an uproar? If that isn't prophetic, if that isn't our world, listen, our nations, we hear wars and rumors. Things are mounting up. Things are facing, we're facing, we're hearing about, we've never heard before. But God is not surprised. This is the day for the church. And not bow down. And Do not slack off in proclaiming the gospel. <laughs> Proclaim it for your life. Proclaim it in your testimony. Proclaim it When you go to the marketplace, and Jesus will open the doors. As you read on this portion of Scripture, Psalm 2 says, The kings of the earth take their stand. Wow. The rulers take counsel together. Listen, against the Lord and against his anointed." And the psalmist said, let us tear their fetters apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. I'm not seeing that the Lord is making light of this. The God of all the universe is not taken off guard by what's happening in the world. (laughs) We are at good hands. God has already... Way ahead of everyone else, he's way ahead. He's it's predestined, and we are going to, we're going to win. Okay, we're going to triumph. The church will survive. The true believer will be caught up, and forever and forever we shall be with the Lord. What should we be dwelling on when we see these things happening? Remember Jesus. He says, look up. When you see these things, what are the things? Well, the rumors, the wars are rumors, there'll be famines, there'll be pestilence. There will be people that will be false prophets in the last day. False teaching, deceiving, if he can, the people of God. Friends, we're not going to let it happen. If, I'll tell you what, if you're in your quiet prayer closet with Jesus... <laughs> You're not going to get deceived. You're going to have spiritual radar. Let's call it spiritual radar. You can see a scud coming. And the Lord, the God Almighty, snuffs it out. The fiery darts that Paul talked about, remember? Should we be surprised? No. I see this army engaged in battle, marching forward as the helmet of salvation, all the the, the, the the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, all the way down to the feet. Listen, the enemy's trying to penetrate, and the church just keeps going forward. Boom. 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 This false doctrine, This false prophet. This, this is, he's building his church. The church is not like, oh, we're huddling, hoping, we're hanging on. So Jesus comes from, no, we are on the offense. We are going to take the land. The promise of the Israel was every place your soul's touched, your feet is yours. And friends, we've got to learn how to use this armor and combating what the devil will try to put on us and bring us down. If he can get us to stop praying, get us to start worrying, get us to start the fear and tremble, then we begin to shrink back. Our confidence begins to shrink. Our confidence cannot be in my own abilities. My confidence must be in the Lord. Aren't you glad? You are strong in the lord first john talked about the young man you are strong he talked about not getting caught up in the things of the world oh my goodness oh my goodness how temporal would this life be if this is all there is if this is all there is you can't live long enough. Solomon tried to somehow su- summarize it in Ecclesiastes. Everything that he's seen, everything that he's done, even if you lived a thousand years twice, you can't be satisfied without God. <laughs> and that's what we're fighting. It's either, yes, Jesus, or We say, not yet. A lot of people are right there. They're just not yet. Listen, the time is running out. We may not have another chance. God has given us many chances. He's gracious. But let's not put it off. Let's make a decision. Let's stand as Joshua. As for me and my house, we're going to stand together. We're going to unite our hearts together. Because thirdly, this gospel will continue to be preached. This gospel must be proclaimed. It must continue on. In fact, the gospel that Jesus referred to in Matthew 24 will usher in the second coming of the Lord. If this gospel will be proclaimed and then The end shall come. It's like he's saying, everyone's going to get a chance. Everyone needs to hear, but the end will come. Let's not stop proclaiming Jesus Christ and him crucified, resurrected. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He will always be the same forever and forever. You can always count on him. In fact, any time of the day or moment, no matter what you feel like. Hebrews describes, there is a throne of grace. How many need it? Everyone needs it. That you can come to. He says, not, not, not just trying to timidly, but he says, come with boldness. Wow. He opens the door for us to come into his presence with boldness. Let's not be a stranger to God. One of the passages that just it, it hits me every time I read it. And he said, "We did all this in Your name. We did all this in, the, in for You." He's, Jesus is describing what is. You got to understand the context. He's talking about false prophets. And Jesus says to them I don't I don't know you. But we did this in your name. Listen. They were deceived. Somehow they got off. And they weren't really in relationship at all. Jesus makes it simple. When he demonstrated to the disciples the children that were clinging to him and the disciples were being annoyed you know Jesus, we, we need to get these out of your way he said no 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 these are the kind of people that I want to love on these are the kind of people that we could learn from unless you become like a child you can't even get into the kingdom what does he mean Unless you become childlike in your faith. Unless you become, just forget about what you know. Forget about well, what if. like I don't know the answer to this question. Why? I don't get this. Don't, don't even think about it. Just think Jesus. Jesus is all I really need. Let's start with him. And it makes it so simple. I remember the day I I was I was I was I was privileged to grow up in a church, but every time there was an altar call, I always felt, "Am I really ready? Am I really ready?" So I'd run to the altar. <laughs> but there was a day that I made it really ready. I was just I was settled. It was it was just, it was just I just all I could do was cry. Was, all I could do was just sob, at a young boy. And I remember an older older man, probably about my age now, <laughs> then, had a sweet voice praying for me. Just praying simple prayer. His hand had power, I could feel the power. I could feel God the Holy Spirit. Over and over again. I was assured. I went home that night knowing if Jesus would come back. I would be ready to meet him. Friends, you can know that you know that you know. You don't have to be trained. You don't have to go to Bible school if God calls you to go, but you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to say yes to Jesus. He will take you home to the right place he will lead you in the right path he will give you the desires of your heart when you seek him first God wants more for you than you could ever understand so the gospel continues the church as long as the church is here the gospel is going to be preached as long as believers are here Oh, we could get on to end time and go on and on and on. But listen, the gospel will be proclaimed. Joshua says it this way, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. What kept them going was the promises from God. What's going to keep the church on the right path? It will be the truth that we must not stray from. We must hold high. We must prioritize the message of Jesus. So here's what I want us to do. We're going to sing another song in our closing uh, just before we have a prayer. I want us to begin to think, how can we continue? How can we make inroads, so to speak, to other nations it starts with something as, as simple as prayer as some of us signed up for police one of them wasn't sure if he was going to get there at all I'm talking about me okay my, my break and everything I just said Lord if you want me there I'll, I'll you know, whatever, make it work. So here I go. It's such a beautiful piece to walk and live in. Knowing that the Lord has assignments, he has people in mind,